Today's message is considering lordship, and I want you to step away from preconceived thoughts and ideas of lordship If I want something done, I need someone who has authority in that realm. I must recognize their authority or I won't put them to work in that realm. Just because you have not yet achieved a name for yourself doesn't mean you don't know people who have. I found it in my lifetime amazing that people I couldn't even get to talk to me when I contacted someone I knew, all of a sudden they were ready to talk because I brought influence position, power, authority into that realm. People have said, Brother John, for a long time, it's not what you know that matters, it's who you know. For every child of God, who you know matters. Do you know the King of kings and the Lord of lords? I want to talk to you this morning a moment about lordship because in our Christian community, the word Lord doesn't mean what it should. And lordship is not even comprehended for a large extent. And this is wrong, church. And the Lord began to deal with me this week about one little verse that no one calls him Lord but by the Holy Spirit. And there are people who go, well, I'm not even born again, and I don't have no Holy Spirit, and I can call him Lord. And the Lord said, they may say the words, but the words have no meaning. It is the Holy Spirit within you, the teacher, who causes those words to have meaning. What do you think of when you say the word Lord? I was sitting in a room today, and someone walked into that room, and they couldn't see me where I was sitting, and they opened the door and walked in, and the first thing they said was, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. And I went... What a day for them to use terms of exasperation. They were talking about what a day they were having. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Wasting their breath because everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be brought to health, safety, soundness, wholeness, and deliverance. But if you're just saying, Lordy, Lordy, 
Oh, Lord, good Lord. It doesn't communicate. And it doesn't draw upon God's authority to bring lordship into your life. Lord should be a word you never use without comprehension of the effect it can have upon that situation. When the Bible says, no, everyone, it's excluding no one, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be brought to health, safety, soundness, wholeness, and deliverance. That means he is Lord of health, safety, soundness, wholeness, and deliverance. And his lordship will accommodate your need in any of those areas. But you're calling upon the name of the Lord because you want to receive. In some countries where they still have royalty, no one becomes Lord unless they have conquered an area. Well, what about Lord Paul McCartney? He conquered music in a realm that no one had previously from England ever exhibited. And so he was given a lordship because he achieved and conquered the music realm. The same way when others were given lordship titles, they had set an example in that area of being the top. That if you confess through your mouth Jesus as Lord, what does it mean to confess Jesus as Lord? Well, I confess that Jesus is Lord. What did it mean to you? Well, I was saying what it said I should say. There are people less informed than you who think that if I can just get someone to pray the Lord's Prayer, if I can just get someone to say the words, Jesus, come into my heart, then they're going to be saved. Can I tell you something? They're not. One woman showed up at church one Sunday, and she was all excited. And she said, last night my husband was trying to get me to go to the bar with him, and I wouldn't go. And finally I told him if he would pray the sinner's prayer, I'd go to the bar with him. So now I don't have to worry about his soul anymore. No, he didn't pray the sinner's prayer. He said the words you wanted to hear so he could get what he wanted because to call upon the name of the Lord is to approach the Lord as Lord. Not to say the words you think you have to say to get what you want, but to say the words that cause you to conform to his lordship. I hope that after today you never think of the word Lord the same way. 
that if you confess with your mouth, not just say the words, confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What does that entail? When I believe that God raised him from the dead, then everything that was arrayed against his resurrection, sin, sickness, disease, hate, wrath, judgment, religious spirits, demons of darkness, Satan himself, all the plan of darkness to capture and hold and enslave mankind, all fell at his feet. And when I say that I believe God raised him from the dead, I'm saying there's not a power on earth that can limit the expression of his lordship. And if I can believe that, then I can have the health, safety, soundness, wholeness, and deliverance that he bought for me because I come under his lordship and believe that he actually conquered all of those things for me. If you just say, Lord, oh, Lord, you're defeating yourself. For with the heart, your belly, not your blood pump, the belly, with your heart, a person believes, resulting in right standing with God. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. I have to believe in his lordship, not just say the words. What thought comes to mind when the term Lord is used? Do you really think of an individual who has conquered a realm that has now become his domain? Those of you who have studied feudal lordship might have a grasp on that. What does lordship speak to your understanding? We're talking about lordship. What does it speak to your understanding? Someone says he is lord of all. That means everything in the earth is under the realm of his authority. The earth and the fullness thereof are his dominion, his domain. And his lordship extends to all of it. When it said, with his stripes you are made whole, that means his lordship has subdued sickness and disease. Confessing his lordship, confessing his lordship, not just saying the word Lord, but confessing his lordship results in your health, safety, soundness, wholeness, and deliverance because you confess that he is Lord. Father, I thank you that you are Lord of my health, that 2,000 years ago, with the stripes applied to the back of the anointed Redeemer, I was made whole. Now, what does it mean to be made whole? Sickness was deprived of its authority and ability to hold me captive. Amen. The fact is, 
standing before you today. It's a fight for me to, to minister the word. That's the facts. Fact is, for since August, my heart has been out of rhythm, and I can't walk to my car without having to stop and catch my breath. Simple things that I used to do without even thinking, today I have to fight to do. But the truth is, with his stripes I was healed, so I don't give up, I don't quit fighting, I don't quit confessing because I know 2,000 years ago he denied sickness, the right, the power, the authority to hold me captive. And people struggle with this because the facts tax their ability to hold on to the truth. One of the great illustrations that I learned many years ago, some of you don't know, but uh, during the 70s, Jimmy Swaggart and Kenneth Copeland hooked up and did some meetings and some teachings and uh, worked together for a while. Jimmy got some flack about it. And uh, it even progressed to the point that Jimmy Swaggart and Kenneth Hagan were doing some meetings. And a friend of mine was in Jimmy's office one day when the state director for the Assemblies of God called and said, we understand that you've got Kenneth Hagan scheduled at your church and he's not on our list of accepted speakers. And Jimmy said, last year I was responsible personally for over $20,000 of your mission's budget. If you don't quit bothering me, you won't get anything this year. And the meeting went on. But during this time, Jimmy began to preach healing as a finished work of God. And he was at Pastor Darnell's church, and he preached healing like we do. It's a truth. It's a fact. It's a spiritual reality that if you don't give up on, it will bring you to fullness. And some of you remember the story of Sister Smith who attended Pastor Darnell's church, had a large cancer on her face. She went in the prayer line when Jimmy was praying for people and hands were laid on her and that Sunday she shouted across the front of the building and praised God. And Wednesday night she came to church and during testimony service, she stood up and said, I just want to testify that I was healed of cancer. And a few people clapped and applauded, and a few people went, because it was still visible on her face. Sunday came, and testimony service, and Sister Smith got up and said, Pastor Darnell, I just want to give thanks to God that I was healed of cancer. People began to murmur a little bit. By the next Wednesday night, they had selected a few people to go to Pastor Darnell and say something's got to be done about Sister Smith. Yes. 
because she's standing up there telling people that she was healed and you can plainly see that cancer still on her face. And so Pastor Darnell decided to be tactful and he would just stop having testimony service because he didn't want to hurt Sister Smith's feelings because she was a pillar of the church. So they stopped having testimony service to avoid her embarrassing God and the church. Sunday morning came and Sister Smith was standing in front of her lavatory and she's looking in the mirror and she says, Father God, I heard the message that 2,000 years ago with his stripes I was healed. And I know that your word is true and you can't lie. And I have striven to give you praise and glory ever since I was prayed for that my healing was affected and that I am healed but when are you going to take this lie off of my face? And she bent down to wash her face, washed her face off, and her eyes opened just as she saw something dark going down the drain. And she looked in the mirror, and her face was clean. She went to church Sunday morning and she was walking up the aisle and Pastor Darnell walked right by her. And he stopped and he turned around and he said, Sister Smith, is that you? And she said, yes, Pastor, it's me. And he said, Sister Smith, when did you get your healing? And she said, 2,000 years ago. Are you willing to confess his lordship in the face of the facts, in the face of what other people think or say. Many people have had their healing stolen from them because a friend or relative or someone they trusted advised them against this frivolity. But church, I'm here to tell you, I've watched God do works so many times. And I know that 2,000 years ago, he ascended into the pit. He triumphed over Satan, demons, and darkness. And he took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He took back the keys of the kingdom. He took back the keys to creation. And your healing was fulfilled 2,000 years ago. Well, Pastor, when is it going to be fulfilled in me? When you understand lordship. Because I have to have an authority higher than the authority of the sickness that's attacking my body. I have to have an authority higher than the poverty that's attacking my finances. I have to have an authority that's higher than the fear that's trying to encompass my mind. Are you beginning to understand? What does it mean for him to be Lord of all? He is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. So everything the Word says he conquered, you've got to understand his Lordship is my 
access point to owning that. Because until I believe He is Lord, I can't believe He's my Lord. And if I can believe He is Lord, and He is my Lord, then anything that's unlike His Lordship, I can escape in His Lordship. Lord should never be a, a byword that we just say, Oh, Lord. It should be a word that's held in our highest esteem. Confessing His Lordship results in your health, safety, soundness, wholeness, and deliverance. I've given you a definitions here from Strong's, from Word Studies, Kurios, the original term, translated as Lord. A person exercising absolute ownership rights. We have in our current vernacular that term. Boy, you owned that team. Boy, you owned that debate. What does it mean? You exercise supreme authority. My Lord owns healing. My Lord owns abundance. My Lord owns eternal salvation. My Lord owns the earth and the fullness thereof. If I can comprehend His Lordship and come under that Lordship, under is where I want to rest. Under Lordship that says it's already done. Just as with the story of Sister Smith. It was when she came under Lordship. I know you did it 2,000 years ago. I know you affected my healing. When are you going to remove this lie? She had already divided. This is a lie, and this is Lord. His Lordship is greater than this lie. Therefore, the lie has to bow. When you understand that about your finances, your health, your joy, your peace, your salvation, your walk with God, you'll enter into that authority where you know He owns your health. He owns your wealth. He owns all the things, and by coming under His Lordship, I can now enjoy the benefits of His conquering victory. The last portion on this first page, Lordship. The authority or power of a Lord. The territory under the jurisdiction of a Lord. What territory is under the jurisdiction of your Lord? We can say everything, all of it, but do we actually believe that our healing is in His Lordship? Our wealth is in His Lordship. Our victory. God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers, 
in the prophets in many portions and in many ways. In these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things. You can become a Lord by conquest, by inheritance, by appointment. Our Lord became Lord by conquest, by inheritance, and by appointment. Not just one of the three, but by all three. Through whom he also made the worlds, and he is the radiance of his glory, and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. Underline that, upholds all things by the word of his power. So all I've got to do is get in touch with the word that releases his power, and I can have his power released in my life. When he had made purification of sins, when did he make purification of sins? Well, I asked him to forgive me last night. No, no, no. He forgave you 2,000 years ago. You just caught up with what was already done. He healed you 2,000 years ago. You just caught up with what was already done. Once lordship becomes real to you, you catch up with what he's already done. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. What name did he inherit? Lord. He inherited the name Lord. He received the name Lord in battle. And the name Lord was bequeathed upon him by his father. The word of a king is with power. The word of a Lord is absolute. Yeshua came to earth in the form of a man to receive a kingdom and be a king. He died a sacrificial lamb and was resurrected Lord of all. All Satan had tricked Adam out of was recovered in his triumph over the darkness of deception. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I am Lord of all. Post-resurrection, he was endued with all authority in two realms because he had defeated the third and fallen realm of Satan. So it was no longer applicable. He defeated one and inherited the other two. His word releases his power. If he's upholding all things by the word of his power, his word releases his power. Speak the word only under his lordship, and all that is not of him must obey. Have you been appealing to lordship? Have you been coming under lordship? Have you recognized lordship? At his, at his resurrection, sin fell. Sickness and disease were made subjects. Poverty, lack were defeated. Judgment was fulfilled. The power and force of darkness were rendered powerless. His resurrection, when we celebrate it next Sunday, remember we're celebrating resurrection triumph and the installation 
of him and lordship. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. There's not a realm he's not Lord in. Therefore I made known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. We touched on this earlier. It is the Spirit of truth that equips you to know and understand Lordship. Now you may say the words, He's Lord, but it doesn't take on authority and meaning in your life to bring you under that Lordship until the Holy Spirit reveals to you what that Lordship means. I pray that today, in this moment, the eyes of your understanding be opened to see Lordship is absolute authority over everything and anything that is unlike God the Father. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Jesus Christ, who, although he existed in the form of God, that's before he came to earth, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, a human being. And being made in the likeness of men, being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. When he came under manhood, he became obedient to what a man is limited to, even death. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Yeshua every knee will bow, and those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord to the glory of God the Father. How does the Father receive glory out of you confessing His Lordship? It is the Father who bequeathed the title. It is the Father who resurrected Him and completed and fulfilled His conquest. So the Father receives glory every time you acknowledge a finished work. And every time you say, Lord, it should resonate with you that I am saying a finished work. When I say, Lord, concerning sickness, sickness is a finished work. When I say, Lord, concerning sin, sin is a finished work. When I say, Lord, concerning poverty, poverty is a finished work. Not a word, not a term. Lordship is a declaration of his headship in that arena. Lord, Lordship, supreme rule, the sum of authority in any and every area. But whenever a person turns to the Lord 
the veil is taken away. Pastor, what does that verse mean? When I turn to him as Lord, to come under his lordship, the veil of not understanding and seeing is removed. Sometimes having your eyes open to lordship is as simple as saying, Lord, I believe that you conquered all that would oppose my life and victory for me. And I now choose to come under your lordship that I may understand the fullness of what it means to me. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yes, Pastor Jim, they'll get born again. No, they'll be brought to health, safety, soundness, wholeness, deliverance, whatever area he is Lord of. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be brought under his lordship and receive what his lordship purchased for you. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. No one calls him Lord but by the Holy Spirit. And when you join yourself to him as Lord, it's the Holy Spirit that empowers you to do so. And it is the Holy Spirit that then one murders you two into that one lordship. So that everything that lordship affords becomes your possession. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there, was, there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Every kingdom on earth is subject to him. Coming under lordship is a whole new arena of life and victory. He is Lord by virtue of his submission to his Father's will. You come under his lordship by submitting yourself to his will and plan and purpose. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. His lordship underwrites our sonship. His lordship underwrites our sonship. I am a son of God by the power of his lordship. It is his lordship that empowers my sonship, that authorizes it. It's his lordship that empowers my health, my wealth, my joy, my peace. Because what he is lord of I can become possessor of. Amen. Father, we have brought your word to your people. And I decree that the eyes of our understanding is open today more than ever before to see your lordship, to recognize your lordship, to walk in your lordship, and to rule and reign in this life as kings and priests unto God. Father, everything you did for us you are now doing in us. And we receive the work of your empowerment within us, lifting us into the heavenly realms of your abundant victory. We are the redeemed of the Lord, and we decree our redemption. We are, by your lordship, 
more than conquerors. Thank you, Father. I decree the blessings of the Lord upon you. The joy, the peace, the grace of God is with you. There's nothing that's impossible to you. But in everything, you as more than conquerors possess the victory and walk in the fullness His Lordship affords. God bless you. See you soon.